0: So, are you ready for it? Well, welcome once again to Legendary Leaders the Podcast. Hello and welcome to season two of the Legendary Leaders Podcast. I am so delighted that you have joined me again and that you are here with me to learn about some amazing stories of leadership, in particular self-leadership. And those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while now, I mean we started 18 months ago, you will know that from my perspective, Leadership of other people comes from leading yourself. Only if you face your emotions, if you work through the hurdles that life throws you and us in the way, only if you reflect upon how you are being instead of just how am I doing and what am I doing, then you get to the point where you can at least attempt to be at your best every day. Now, life is life. It's not perfect. And we will have positive days and we will have bad days. However, it is about learning from the negative experiences and the challenges we have in life and really embracing the positivity around us and the positivity we can create for ourselves and for others. And that's really the goal of season two. I've invited some amazing guests that are going to chat to us about deep connection with ourselves and with other people. All of those guests have one key goal. They want to have a positive impact on the wider world. Not just on their direct environment, which is already a great thing to do, but on every person that they envisage, every person that listens to them, either when they speak in front of crowds, when they share their stories on podcasts, when they do the work in organizations, outside of organizations, and so on and so forth. They have this genuine desire to help, to support, and to make the world a better place, All of them have experienced certain challenges in life as well. I mean, I think challenges really get us to a point where we are and where we kind of find a motivation to say, what can I now do to support others who may be going through similar challenges? And that's where I am coming from. I have spent years and years trying to please others, trying to feel good enough, trying to do my best without really checking in what my best actually means, what it means to be good enough, for example. And this is what this episode is about. We are going to go deeper today and across season two. We are going to dive into what self-leadership means for you, into the small steps that you can take to become this better version of yourself every day, taking some small steps that we can practice, that we can improve on, and um, that we can hopefully pass on to others as well and and make sure that we share our motivation with the people around us. So today's episode is all about self-worth and deservedness. And that's a big topic that clients of mine, friends of mine have shared with me in terms of asking the question, am I good enough? Shouldn't I be doing more in order to deserve the next step in the career? In comparison to other people, can I really keep up? And can I really give exactly the same in terms of performance, in terms of behaviors? Why would other people choose me over someone else? Do I deserve love? So these are big questions. And I reflected upon these questions in particular over the last few months when I went through The last months of pregnancy, uh, I gave birth to my little boy and suddenly my life changed. And for every parent out there, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Suddenly you are in uh, this space of business owner, woman, mother. What does that really mean? When I, will I ever be good enough, and I can't even tell you how often I've asked myself in the last few months, he's four months old now, have I done enough? Am I being good enough as a mother? What will make me feel good enough? I'm constantly battling with guilt. Every time I work on my business and within my business, I feel I should be with him and not someone else. Every time I'm with him, I feel like, oh my God, this is what you should be doing to really move your clients forward and to help them. There's this constant tension. And I literally had to sit down with myself and to ask myself some tough questions and to decide upon what is it I really want to focus on? What gives me real happiness? What makes me feel at my best? What boundaries do I need to reset that I might have set beforehand, but now it's a different situation. So I need to check in on that one as well in order to feel basically at ease with myself in order to be able to communicate those boundaries to other people. And in order to be also very transparent with the people around me in my personal as well as professional space, what it is I have to offer, what it is I can do and I love to do, but also what is it I have to say no to. Because by saying no to this, I can still be at my best. I can still feel good about myself and not constantly tense and challenged and pressurized. And that is one of the topics with regards to self-worth. So let's dive into self-worth and let me explain to you a little bit more about what are the definitions of self-worth? What does it actually mean? How is it being reflected in nowadays world? How do you recognize people who have a lot of self-worth, but also those who haven't? What is it you can do to really level up your sense of self-worth and your sense of deservedness? And I'm going to give you some teeny tiny exercises and some questions to think about in order to at least start this reflection process for yourself. So I found a really interesting quote when reading about self-worth and all the theories behind it coming from psychology. And it is the following. Let me read it out to you. It's surprising how many persons go through life without ever recognizing that their feelings toward other people are largely determined by their feelings toward themselves. And if you're not comfortable within yourself, you can't be comfortable with others. Sydney J. Harris it resonated with me so much when I read that. And I remember years and years ago when I wasn't at my best at all, and I demonstrated not being at my best at work in my personal lives, having quite toxic relationships as well, that I wasn't really mm-hmm. looking inside. I wasn't really focusing on how can I feel more comfortable with myself. And I shared this discomfort this that I actually had with myself and not even understanding myself fully with other people. And that was such a negative impact I had. People who didn't really dare approaching me, who felt really nervous about it. I had very high expectations on others. I had high expectations on myself and the frustration of not necessarily meeting those. I passed on to others. And when I read this quote, I was like, oh my God, I know exactly what that means and what this is all about. And how can I help other people feel More comfortable and at ease with themselves so they can be more comfortable and at ease with the people around them. And that's really what attracts other people. That's why they want to follow you. You are approachable, you are open. It feels light to be around you. People feel supported, they feel understood, there's a level of empathy. But only if you offer all of these wonderful characteristics and behaviors to yourself, that's when the magic happens and you can open up and share it with the people around you. So it's important that we know our self-worth to realize what it is we truly deserve. And I'm asking you, when was the last time you asked yourself, am I good enough? Am I deserving this? Am I doing enough? How often do you talk to yourself with the language and words like, should, I must, I ought to, why haven't I? Almost beating yourself up on a constant basis. So the perception of our self-worth is a key factor in almost every life situation. I believe so many people either give themselves too much credit or not enough when it comes to acknowledging their self-worth. You rarely, or I rarely at least, meet people who are right in between, where there's almost a balance of healthy confidence and self-worth and almost beating yourself up all the time, having real self-esteem challenges and never quite feeling good enough. Rarely do I meet people who are truly and utterly at ease with themselves without becoming complacent necessarily, right? It's important that we challenge ourselves on a regular basis, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't understand our self-worth and really live towards it. Knowing your self-worth and what you bring to the table is incredibly important in relationships, in jobs, in friendships, life in general, right? So it's important that you think about it and take some time to reflect upon it. We are constantly learning. We are constantly growing. And isn't that beautiful, right? So how I acted and perceived other people a few months ago, years ago, might not be how I view the world now. So it's important to check in with our perceptions, our views on a regular basis because they change, right? So this is not about not caring about what other people think and solely focusing on ourselves. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But it's important to listen to what others have to say without their opinions 100% dictating how you live your life. Check in, get feedback, absolutely. But at the same time, it's important that you are a good judge of your own behaviors and of your own self-worth as well. If a lot of people say to you, you are not that great of a person, the chances are you might not be. If a lot of people give feedback to you in terms of you show quite some challenging, too direct behaviors, which I have been told in the past a few times, you are too direct, right? Then listen to it, obviously. There might be something to it. I always say where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you get a challenging feedback on a very regular basis, okay, then have a conversation obviously about it what you can change, what you can do differently, and how you can improve those areas. So again, it is about balance. Check in with yourself, feel comfortable with yourself, but take a feedback seriously as well. So there are obviously people who unfortunately don't give themselves enough credit. These people may have lower self-esteem, don't believe in their own abilities and talents and superpowers, And are very often afraid to step out of their comfort zone as well. Because the confidence might not be there to do so. There might be a huge fear of failure, for example. What if I fail? What will other people think about me? Uh, This fear of judgment. The problem with these type of people is that they unfortunately don't realize what they deserve in life. They settle for significant others who treat them poorly and with no respect because They may feel like no one else would supply any interest. It's a shame, isn't it? And it's really sad as well. We want to all live life to the fullest. So how can we do that? And I was challenged a few times when people said, oh, yeah, it sounds nice living life to the fullest, but who can really do that? Well, I'm going to challenge you back and say everyone can. But A, we need to want it. B, we may have to step out of our comfort zone and step into this space of discomfort, at least for a certain period of time. And we need to put in the effort and the work to make it happen. But let's focus on what could be on the other side and how amazing could it feel to live that way. So the select few people who are true to themselves are the ones who get what they want and what they deserve. It's a very fine line of being simultaneously confident and humble. And I haven't met a lot of people who constantly balance between the two of them, but who are on a very, very good way of getting there, or at least check in with themselves on a regular basis in order to get close to that fine line in between. The key word here is true. It's much better to be disliked for being truthful than to be liked for telling anything false. So be true to yourself, be true towards others as well. So learning your self-worth is something that takes time, but also just because you know your self-worth doesn't necessarily mean you believe it or believe you deserve the same from someone else. And as I said before, we are constantly learning and growing and our perceptions on life, people and relationships can change all the time. So it's all about taking the step back before sitting down, tucking in your napkin and realizing what meal you brought to The bountiful dinner table that we call life. So let's dive right into it. What is self-worth, right? It's a judgment or opinion that we hold about ourselves. It's the extent to which we perceive ourselves to be worthwhile and or capable as well. So it's got something to do with skills, with capabilities as well. Performance is a big topic. It's all about the picture we have of ourselves, and it's a reflection of all the experiences and relationships we've had in our lives. Having constantly challenging relationships, being maybe in in any shape or form, being treated negatively, has obviously left some sort of an experience with us. It has left a mark, and it can give us another hit in terms of our self-esteem. It's all about the people we have ever met that have added or taken away from how we see ourselves. But self-worth can be changed at any time in life. Yeah, so please think about it. You can always do something about it. You can always build up your self-worth. So having a sense of self-worth means that you value yourself. And having a sense of self-value means that you are worthy. There is a minimal difference between the two of them. Both can really be used to describe the same general concept. Merriam-Webster put out a really nice definition of self-worth. She says, it's a feeling that you're a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. And you truly believe in that. So that's how you show up in the world. Self-worth is at its core of our very selves. Our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors are intimately tied into how we view our worthiness and value as human beings, which means we see ourselves as human beings. And every time I speak with very, very senior leaders, for example, in organizations, there's always this self-expectation of I need to do this, I need to show up in a certain way, I need to be more professional than others, I need to be The decision maker, I need to be the one who knows it all. And what I usually say is the only thing you need to be is a human being. Show up as a decent human being. Share respect. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know it all. And actually think about what value it will add to the people around it when you say, I don't know. What will they get from you? What are you empowering them to do and Who are you empowering them to be as well? So, the question is what determines self worth, right? So, according to the self worth theory, self worth is determined mostly by our self evaluated abilities and our performance in one or more activities that we deem valuable. However, people commonly lose the yardsticks to measure their self worth. Here are five of the top factors that people use to measure and compare their own self worth to the worth of others. So the first one is appearance, for example. So that could be the size of clothing you wear, the kind of attention you receive by others, for example. And nowadays with social media, for example, and where you can literally polish up everything, that's a huge topic. And it becomes more and more challenging if you focus on appearance to be happy with yourself, to be at ease with yourself and to show yourself some self-worth. The um, second factor could be net worth. This means perhaps your income, your uh, possessions, your financial assets, or all of this. So it's basically, what have you got in your bank account? It could also be defined by who you know and your social circle. Some people judge their own value and the value of others by their status and what important and influential people they know, for example, It could also be a question around what you do and what your career is like. We often judge others by what they do. And it's often the first question we ask each other. So what is it you do, right? Why does it matter? No one ever asks, what are you like? How are you? And truly listens and is trying to understand more about the person. So it's important to think about what we actually judge others by. Do we judge ourselves in the same way? A stock program, for example, is often considered more successful and valuable than a teacher, which thank God at the moment is changing big time. Same with key workers, care workers, and so on. I think the pandemic has shown us that there is a shift in who really contributes to the wider world and to making the world a better place and what jobs don't. That doesn't mean they are less valuable, but what I'm trying to highlight here it isn't about who earns most money, right? So this could be another key factor. And combined with that is really what you achieve. We frequently use achievements to determine our own worth or other people's worth to that extent as well. And such as success in business, for example, or how we have climbed up the career ladder and so on and so forth. So those are some of the areas that could define self-worth for you. So take a short break and simply think about, is that something that I apply? How important is it for me? Am I thinking that my self-worth is a result out of my career, is a result of the high-profile relationships I have, for example? And simply reflect upon it. So what we recommend should not determine your self-worth are really the following, your to-do list. Again, self-worth is not about what you do. It's about who you are. What are the behaviors you show towards yourselves and others? What's the impact you have on the people around you? How do you feel about yourself within yourself? What should also not determine your self-worth is your job, as I just mentioned, your social media following, your age. Some people feel super young and they are already a little bit at a a later age and some people feel already very old at a younger age. You sometimes can't even put your finger on it how old someone is, how experienced people are. And so often we are put into age brackets or generational brackets. This has nothing to do with self-worth. It should also not be determined by other people. It doesn't matter what other people think or what other people have done or accomplished, except obviously what I said in the beginning, get some check-ins from time to time and some honest feedback from the people you trust that you have around. It's just to have a bit of a self-reality check, right? My perception versus perceptions of other people coming back to what impact you want to make on the wider world. But don't just get hung hung up with this. Don't just let people define what your self-worth is. It has to come from you again. It's also not defined by your grades. We will all have different strengths and weaknesses. We are different as human beings. So the value does not come from what grades you get as a student at school and so on and so forth. Do your best. Show your strengths. Shine with your strengths and superpowers. Keep working on your areas of improvement, but also be okay with not being perfect. Self-worth is definitely not defined by the number of the friends you have. Some prefer close relationships with a few people. Some want to have more people in their lives. It doesn't matter. It's about the quality of your relationships. Self-worth is also not about your relationship status. As to whether you're single, as to whether you're married, as to whether you are in an open relationship, it doesn't matter. It's your choice how you want to live your life. And again, you have to feel comfortable with it and at ease with it and feel truly okay with yourself. It's not defined by the money in your bank, it's not defined by your likes, it is defined by only yourself. And here we get to the heart of the matter, you are the only one who determines your self-worth. If you believe you are worthy and valuable, you are worthy and valuable. Even if you don't believe you are worthy and valuable, guess what? You still are worthy and valuable. So how do you recognize people with a strong sense of self-worth and people with a low sense of self-worth? And here are just a few signs you can pay attention to. You don't have to have all of them or miss all of them. These are just a few examples how a lack or a high level of self-worth can show. Yeah, it's not all or nothing here. So people with a strong sense of self-worth, for example, are very comfortable meeting new people. That doesn't mean they're all extroverts and they always need to be amongst loads of people. But they are okay and comfortable meeting them and showing up as themselves, as the real you, being authentic, being open. They don't worry about what others will think of them. It's important to them that they get insights and feedback from others and that they are being decent people. But they don't make their judgment all about what other people think and say. They can also say it's absolutely okay that you may have a different opinion of me, but you know what, I'm okay with that. Here we agree to disagree. They have the courage to express themselves and challenge different views and perspectives. They don't necessarily fear that there are any consequences as a result of it or that they may be perceived in a different way. They are quite nice to be around. It feels easy. They may make you feel calm and at ease, as I just said. Their ideas are met with interest because others want to hear what they have to say. They may be real magnets to positive opportunities because they the positives. They go through life with a can-do attitude. So these are just a few examples. As I said, you don't have to have all, but this is often shown in people who are really at ease with themselves. So what do people demonstrate that may have a lower sense of self-worth? So they may not believe in themselves or not fully believe in themselves. They constantly doubt themselves. They see themselves failing before they even begin. They have a hard time forgiving their mistakes and make themselves pay the price for a long time. So there's a struggle to let go. They believe they can never be as good as they should be or as good as others are. They may be dissatisfied with their lives. There's always something missing, for example. They often complain or criticize. So what they carry inside, they may carry to the outside. They worry a lot about everything and often do nothing about it. So they require a lot of approval from others before they really move. Again, speaking here quite from an extreme perspective, right? There are shades of gray in between, obviously, and they may not be worrying about everything, but they worry quite a bit. And they have more of an I can't do attitude. So again, check in with yourself and think about what does healthy self-worth really look like to you? How would you describe it? What does it feel like and where do you feel it? If you can't quite put your finger on it and you say, I'm not really feeling it. Well, what are the other sensations that you currently notice? Where are you feeling those? Feel free to simply take some notes and jot it down. And then I'm inviting you to do yet another brief reflection exercise. I want you to think of a very positive experience in your life. It can be anything, some great success at work or some traveling that you have done and where you've met amazing people or you had the chance to really dive into different cultures and where you felt truly really relaxed and yourself. Or it might be the last time you hugged someone dearly and you really felt connected and loved. What was it for you? And feel free to pause the podcast here And then once you have thought of this positive experience, think again about how does it make you feel. Was it secure? Safe? Trusting? Did you feel special? Unique? Even worthwhile? Did you feel important or appreciated by someone whose opinion you really value? Perhaps you had a purpose or goal and you were successful in achieving what you wanted to achieve. You may have felt that you truly made a difference. You felt 100% capable. So here's the thing. The positive experience that you had probably satisfied a basic emotional need. It helped reinforce a belief in your own value as a person. So do complete the following sentences. I was really happy when... Dot, dot, dot. Something that my friends like about me is... I am proud of. Something that makes me unique is. And I feel at ease when. Again, feel free to pause the podcast here and complete those sentences for yourself and write them down. So how do you build self-worth? Can we build self-worth? Absolutely. But as I said, in the beginning, life is a learning journey. It's where we grow, where we mature, where we develop constantly. So it's not a one-moment-in-time activity. It is something we work on consistently. But working on means for me something very positive. I can constantly improve. I can become this better version. And that's really beautiful. And aren't we a very, very important person to focus on? So first of all, reflect on your being and less on your doing. A really good friend of mine said a few months ago to me, you know what? I kind of stopped just focusing on the to-do list every evening. What have I achieved? I focus far more on how have I been? How have I been towards myself? Have I been kind towards myself or have I been beating myself up all the time? Have I been out for a walk and really made sure that I get some fresh air and that I do something for my health? But how have I also been towards others and with others? Have I felt stressed around other people? Have I shared that? Or have I actually been a pleasant person to be around? And day by day, possibly your reflections are going to change because life simply happens from time to time, right? And we are not 100% at our best all the time. But it's important to take those insights and realizations with us in the next day and try to take this step forward and improve a tiny bit again and take some positive steps to make a positive impact onto our own lives and the lives of the others. So remember, you are valuable for who you are, not for what you do. And I remember years and years of working my be up, and really kind of investing a lot of time and stress into trying to do as much as possible. But actually, what made the difference to the relationships around me was how I was being how good of a listener I was, how fun I was to be around not all of the things I had achieved. And it took me quite some time to realize that this was the case. And people actually shared that feedback with me. And they were like, what happened? What is going on? You are almost like a different person. And it was absolutely amazing. I just felt so good in myself, but not overly confident or arrogant, just really kind of comfortable in myself, accepting myself suddenly. It took a huge amount of pressure off. So the step number two is think about all the people and the things that truly matter to you. How do you want to be met by others with kindness, with empathy, with respect, for example? What are your own values as well? Show yourself some unconditional love. So that is connected to the exercise I mentioned right at the start in terms of sit down and think about how were you being. So, if you notice you made a mistake or you went through failure, well, be kind to yourself. That happens. What have you learned from it? Right? Focus on the positives again. What have you learned from it? What can you take away? And then try it again. The world is still going to keep turning, even though something didn't quite work out the way you wanted it to work out. So, don't worry too much about it. What does success really mean to you? And how often do you reflect upon it? Is success that your paycheck is showing some great numbers, or is success that you actually have? like in my case, time for your child. But at the same time, you can do the things professionally that you really love doing with the people you love working. And at the same time, you can spend a great amount of time with the people you enjoy being around, like my partner, my son, my friends. And I can be at my best there too. So what does success mean to you? Are you someone who uh, learns from obstacles and failures? As I said just before, face obstacles, face failure, experiment, learn from them. And check in with your inner gremlin. So what does your inner voice keep telling you, right? When you start beating yourself up, what does that voice tell you? What might be the message this voice is trying to offer you? And what are you going to do with this message? Are you going to say, thank you so much for checking in, but I got that? Or is there something deeper that you may have to listen to and to say, okay, how can I deal with that? Maybe there's still something that you want to work through. So imagine all the love you may be showing to yourself. Imagine the respect you show to others. Are you giving it to yourself too? Are you showing enough love towards yourself? Or are you basically giving all of it to other people but yourself? Yeah, Have a think about that. So five feelings that truly nurture self-worth are the sense of security, number one. This is this feeling of trust and safety, yeah? I trust myself, I feel safe, I feel safe with the people around me as well. The sense of selfhood is the second one. So knowing who you really are, what you're all about, what your values are, what your needs are, what your superpowers are, right? Your proper talents that make you feel like you are in flow. What are your triggers? What could really, really annoy you as well? So number three is a sense of affiliation, a sense of belonging, a sense of mission. That means purpose, direction, responsibility. Why do you exist? What is the impact you want to have in the world? It doesn't have to be big, right? And last but not least, a sense of competence, feeling like you're capable and successful in the way you are being, the things you do, but in your own definition, not in the definition of others and other people seeing you. So that's a big difference. So ask yourself, who am I? Who am I not? How am I? How am I in the world? How do others really see me? By what matters to me? And what makes your heart truly, truly beat? What makes you feel really energized when you say, yes, loving this? So there are 10 simple, well, let's say eight simple ways to improve your sense of self, where well, two of them are slightly harder. So focus on your strengths. If you don't know what your strengths are, have a proper check-in, right? There are psychometric tests out there, like strengths finder, for example where you can even get some external insights into your strengths. But you can simply ask to the people around you and say, hey, what do you see as my core strengths? What are my superpowers? What do you believe I'm really good at? Practice positive thinking. So if negative thoughts pop to your mind, translate them into positive thoughts. Get plenty of rest and take care of yourself. Self-care is important. Right? So if you are someone who sits like for eight hours in front of the laptop and is never moving from away from the desk, well, start doing that. How often do you hydrate and drink a lot of water? Do you eat healthy food? Do you move regularly? Do you spend enough time with the people who offer energy to you? Learn new things. Get excited about some new stuff again. Maybe you have a new hobby as well. Make time for personal and quality relationships. I've had it so often in the past that I said work goes first and then my personal relationships. And I worked until midnight to get something done and not even something I enjoyed doing. And I said no to certain meetups with friends. No way I'm going to do that anymore. Surround yourself with the people who give you energy and say no to the people who drain energy of you on a constant basis. So you may have to sit down and actually decide Who are the people who offer a lot of energy and who are the energy drainers? Become physically fit. It doesn't mean you have to be a bodybuilder (laughs) or a marathon runner, but feel good about your body, feel good about yourself. And it offers the mental well-being as well, obviously. The moment you get out, the moment you get moving, the moment fresh air enters your brain, it's just brilliant what it does to your mental health as well. And identify and practice your talents. You have talents. Everyone has yeah so get them out there share them with the world so the hardest steps are the following forgive yourself for past mistakes and current mistakes you will always be making mistakes so you have a choice here you beat yourself up and you keep beating yourself up or you let go and learn from them off to the next one see it as an adventure experiment with them let go of perfection no one is perfect what does that even mean in your world so take the step back and say you know what Sometimes. 100% is good enough. If you're someone who is like I used to be, it has to be 200% all the time. No, 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 it doesn't have to be. So here are some final thoughts I want to share with you. You have to please yourselves and you have to feel okay about yourself. You don't need to please other people. You alone can control how you feel about yourself. So if you find yourself constantly seeking approval and acknowledgement, And the sense of feeling better about yourself from other people, that's not going to be a success story. It has to come from you. And I I promise you, the moment you feel truly connected to yourself, the moment you are in love again with yourself, and the moment you have this positive relationship with yourself, you start dating yourself, basically, other people will be drawn to you for all the reasons that I've mentioned. Your energy, your charisma, your level of calm, your being fun to be around. You decide how you respond to people, events, and circumstances. So it take time to step back and reflect before you react. And you are a unique individual. No one else is like you in the entire world. And this makes you super special already. So think about it. Who are you as a human being? What makes you so special? And start believing with it. Enjoy experimenting with it. And I can't wait to share our next topic with you in two weeks time enjoy this episode and as always leave a review for us on itunes we want to hear what you think about the show what are the topics you would like to hear more or less of so do let us know it would mean the world to us have a wonderful day bye thank you so much for listening to the legendary leaders podcast If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to subscribe to the show either on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music or on my website www.kathleenmerkel.com. I would also love to hear from you to discover what topics you'd like to hear more about, what topics really resonated with you and how you're enjoying the show in general. Please do leave your review on iTunes as well. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much and speak to you again next time. Bye.